funny. I was listening to Jimmy Kimmel decide the process by which he decided whether or not he was going to host the Oscars this year. It'll be his fourth time, making him, I think, the fourth most frequent host, but a few other people, including Bob Hope and Johnny Carson and... Uh, trying to remember the other fellow, um, I'll outstrip him by far. But he said he was sitting in a movie theater watching Barbie, and he thought, okay, I think this is going to be nominated for an Oscar, and everybody loves it. So, yeah, I'm in again. Hollywood's making movies people want to see. 621 is the time we are joined by Tim Hudak, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Good Thursday morning. Good morning back, John Moore. Okay, so let's start with this business I was just talking about, the TDSB dropping an anti-racism module from its website. And I get uh, the idea of stimulating discussions about race, but this document was prepared by some crazy radical. It certainly seems like what you'd expect in the uh, the darker uh, corridors of a social science uh, faculty as opposed to the Toronto District School Board. You know, a couple of frustrating things here. Too. I, I will say again, one of one of my pet peeves, I think that the worst form of government uh, are school boards in our system. I question whether we still need our existence. And further proof, John, I mean, every week there's practically something coming from a school board. Um, but uh, look, our goal in education should be to prepare students to succeed in the real world, a balanced set of skills to be job ready. I, I, I applaud what Minister Lecce is doing to reinforce basics like math skills, English language skills, coding, more in the trades, and bringing back phonics. I, I am nowhere near convinced that we're getting anywhere near what we need in our standardized testing or the quality of graduates. So let's double down the basics in this type of radical departures. Every minute taking away means that our students will be less prepared for the real world. So good for Minister Lecce in calling this out. Glad it's down right away. I don't think it's dead, so we need to keep our eye on this. But my question, John, I, I think for you and the school board is, what was the role of the elected trustees on this? I see how school board bureaucrats are venerated. Their director is often seen as a combination of mystic and, and genius. It's almost cult-like how they tend to worship staff. So did the trustees approve this? Did they give it a nod in some way, or was this purely driven by the bureaucracy? We have elected officials that should have caught this out right away, so this never would have happened with a minister calling it out. Yeah, I, I think we're sort of saddled with this fetish for the idea of an elected school board. I'd like to amalgamate all the boards, maybe do what they did in Quebec and do it by language. So you'd have two boards province-wide, one French, one English. But I just, the, the minutia and the, the pettiness and the silliness of uh, school board politics drives me crazy. It, it is incredible the amount of distractions that come through school boards that have to do with everything but good quality education for our students. So you've seen the video, I imagine. I was watching it on loop last night. It's a police cruiser making a turn. Pretty sure if I'm remembering the footage, it's a left-hand turn. And bumping into a woman who's on a crosswalk. So the police car is completely out of order. However, the uh, police department is not going to punish the officer because they say she wasn't hurt. And okay, so just because he sunk the brakes in time not to kill her, that's not an offense? Yeah, you know, if you're in charge of uh, enforcing the rules, you need to follow the rules yourself. Look, if the if the uh, the red lights are on, the the siren is blaring, you're you're you know chasing down a criminal responding to an emergency. We understand that there's going to be some risks taken, but in the ordinary pursuit of duties, uh, to be hitting a pedestrian, officers need to be held accountable just like any other driver next to them. 
Pierre Polyev seems to be getting into social politics American style. We start with the idea that his government would support uh, requiring websites to verify age in order to watch adult content. This is something that's happened in other jurisdictions, but I don't know. I mean, you know, nobody's ever going to confess to you to um, watching porn, but I always remember somebody said there are two kinds of people, those who watch porn and those who lie about it. <laughs> so the idea of submitting your driver's license or of face capture so that AI could decide whether or not you look like you're over 18, is, I think is overreach. I I haven't thought about how to solve this issue much until it, it popped up on on the news radar yesterday. Now there was a bill in the Senate uh, sponsored by an independent senator, I think, from liberal background, and then Karen Vecchio, the uh, uh, MP, a conservative MP from the London area, sponsoring it in the House. So that's put it on the radar. I, it seems to me, I, I don't know what the invention is going to be. Look, it it seems to me that if products are restricted, that there will be some sort of barrier to purchase them. We have that with alcohol. We have that with tobacco. We have that with firearms. When you purchase purchasing some sort of video content, it seems to me there should be some way to test age. I don't know what the invention is, John, but I guess if there's any industry that's creative, it will be pornography. They will probably figure out some way, but it seems to be sensible when it comes to restricted product, there should be some test. Can I tell you a quick story about this industry, sure. by the way? So I was uh, appointed the consumer minister under Ernie Eve, so I was responsible for regulating alcohol, for regulating gambling, and for regulating pornography. So when premiers put out the press release saying he wanted the ministers in place who had the right experience in their fields, I guess I said a lot of his judgment about my character. <laughs> well, something a lot of people don't know is that Montreal is a global hub for the production of pornography. So, you know, it's a Canadian industry. <laughs> I guess I guess so. We'll put that right up there, maple syrup and hockey, John. But I, I don't. I, again, I, I don't know how the solution is here. But it seems to me, when talking about a restrictor product, there should be some genuine age test. Meanwhile, Pierre Polyev also saying that uh, spaces for women, like locker rooms, should be exclusively for women, so no trans people. And you know, when I saw that headline yesterday, I um, you know tw uh, tweeted an image of a trans man. So born a woman, now a man. And if you want this hairy-chested buff guy in your girlfriend or wife's locker room, then bring it on, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm curious where the 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 news came from. Um, Pierre Polyev has really avoided a lot of, of what you could put in the basket of culture wars. And then yesterday, both news around the, the pornography testing and then how do you treat uh, transgendered individuals when it comes to washrooms uh, in, in sports. Look, I think he's on track to win the election. doesn't have to enter into these areas. I don't know if these are questions in a press conference you decided to uh, answer. But but at the basics, look, I'll, I'll take on the sports side here as a father of of two daughters i would be very concerned if somebody who was a biological male was going out uh, contesting against one of my daughters in a sporting event and had inherent physical uh, advantages i don't know what role the federal government per se would have in this area but i i, th I think i'm in line with the vast majority of canadians uh, who say when it comes to sports and, and their daughters they should be females only events biological females i see that one as debatable but getting back to the idea of of uh, trans people in locker rooms. Show me 
me where it's a problem, and then maybe we'll get on top of it. Uh, you got a column uh, about a decision by the Ontario Energy Board that you say threatens housing progress. What's that about? A big part of my job as CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association is making sure we can create the homes for the next generation of Canadian homeowners. And in some parts of our province, John, before you put the first spade in the soil to create a new home, there's about $150,000 in upfront costs, taxes, fees, development charges, uh, etc. So typically when we expand natural gas access or hydroelectricity in our province, you go through a regulator and the regulator will make sure because these are monopolies that the prices are affordable and they're paid over a long period of time. So Enbridge looking to expand natural gas lines. We support that, helping hook up more homes and new neighborhoods of affordable homes. And they've been told they can no longer amortize those costs uh, over decades and over the users in the system. That would add up probably to about seven to $8,000 more on the price of a new home in our province. We like that system. We like the fact that you pay it like a mortgage over time and all users do so. In fact, John, one of the things I'm calling for is an idea from the Housing Affordability Task Force that says when you're doing water and sewer, similarly, you should pay that over all users over time because water and sewer hookups add on about $50,000 to the price of a home. So making sure we keep that traditional financing system, do the same for water and sewer, that can bring new homes closer to reach for first-time homebuyers. And one last thing, I was uh, wondering aloud which generation you're a part of. I checked it out. You're a Gen Xer. Uh, and now millennials apparently outnumber boomers. So boomers, maybe it's time for that uh, revenge. Okay, boomer. Yeah, there, there you go, right? We'll see what the millennials do to help with their image. The boomers have run the show, John, for a long time. You and I have been in their shadow as, yeah. as Generation Xers. We're not going to overcome that, so I guess I'll cheer on the millennials. I guess one of the things we'll need to correct is this image that millennials are, are, are whiny and, and self-obsessed and, and antisocial. We know that's not true. Change that around, and then maybe they can help us out, John, because they said about Gen Xers that we'll be cynical, sit on couches all day and smoke marijuana. Well, you and I know that at least one-third of those things is not true. Yeah. Well, it's going to be the uh, millennials and the Zeds who give us our sponge baths later on in life. So thanks a lot. Have a great day. That's Tim Hudak on The Morning Brief.